Welcome to another Overpowered Podcast, Geeks of the Machine Edition. I'm your host, Adelaide, and co-hosting is Jasmine. Uh, today we're discussing Supernatural Season 14, Episode 9, The Spear. So, hi Jasmine. Hi, Adelaide. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on this episode so far? Or at least, overall thoughts? Oh, it's so <laughs> many thoughts going oh, through my head. Like, I'm so, I, this, this episode excited me. Okay, at least we're on that same page then, because this <laughs> one was fun. I enjoyed this one. This is like, finally we got here. Yeah, we took the long way around. We took a very scenic route. But we finally got to the destination, and I was okay with it. Good, good. Anything else you want to add on that? Cause, like, I was... uh, no, I'm ready to get into the specifics, so let's do it. Okay. Um, so I think the most important thing is Michael is back, and we see this early in the beginning um, as the initial scene plays out with the the beautiful Christmas music and the brutal murder that's happening in the background with the lovely crunching noises of bones and gross squelching. Uh, and it pans over to Michael, and now he's in this different body, uh, a, a black woman, which we should really talk about because Michael has this tendency to possess... Uh, was she black? Are, was she are black? You being, are you being culturally insensitive and Am putting I being us culturally all in insensitive? Okay, well, she was a minority, <laughs> and uh, Michael tends to... A woman uh, of color, yes. Okay. <laughs> Michael tends to possess people that are not white and then use them and dispose of them and it bothers me. So there's there's my thoughts on that part. Um, so as we see, he has two new um, recruits. Is that the word I'm looking for? Uh, two new recruits, both wolves, and Garth has come back. So first, what were your thoughts on Garth coming back? As soon as he came back, I was like, he's gonna die. Like, <laughs> The moment I saw, like, the way that you felt about, who was it? Some woman? That's very vague. I don't remember. I don't know. We, you, like, it was some woman that you saw who came back, and you were like, the moment I saw her, she was going to die. Oh, this is probably Charlie, because anytime yeah. Charlie came back, I was like, nope, she's only here for death. That's why she's here. Like, that's exactly how I felt about Garth. I was like, Garth is going to die. Like, they just brought him back to kill him. I didn't like his beard. It was weird. I didn't like it. But... <laughs> I appreciated that she called him, uh, she, Michael, whichever. Uh, I appreciated that um, Michael called him scrawny because that was my very first thought when I saw him. And no offense to the actor, uh, but that beard definitely made him look very scrawny and very almost like sickly to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so Garth, yeah, that's, that's uh, when I first saw him, that was my thoughts. And I was like, I, they're going to kill him. And that is horrible. Yeah. I like him. I like Garth. Um, so Garth says that he joined because he wants to be on the winning side because he has a family now and he has a daughter and he would like to protect his daughter. Um, Garth has a daughter? Is this real? I, I, like, I chose to believe this because I think it's cute that there are little werewolf puppies around, but. I mean, it makes sense. He has a wife and you have a wife who just bang it out raw. So <laughs> like, even if you don't have a wife, you bang, people are banging it out raw. So. I was going to say, have you seen Supernatural? Um, I'm surprised there's not more unplanned pregnancies if we're being honest. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I am judging. Who knows? He's married. Maybe this was planned. Maybe they were just sitting there hoping for wolf puppies. Well, and also, like on the note of unplanned pregnancies, Dean does have that son that is technically not his son, according to the writers. Well, technically, he killed his um, Sam killed his daughter, so he does have that as well. So. Yeah, but that one has a different connotation to it. Like, and who knows what other, like, moments they have. Like, they there just didn't get back to Winchester offspring just running around. 
just battling. Like, why are these demons chasing me? I have no why are they idea, here? son. What's happening? <laughs> all the hunters are actually related to the Winchesters. They're all just descended from them. <laughs> um. So Garth turns out to be an agent in there for the Winchesters, which is not terribly surprising, but also I was very glad that he was because I got very scared when he first showed up. Uh, he plans to pretend to drink Michael's Archangel Grace potion concoction uh, the same way he pretended to drink cough syrup as a kid and avoid being changed so he can continue to spy for the Winchesters. Can yeah, we talk go, about that? Go, that go. was stupid. I was like, that is stupid. I hate you so much, Garth. That is not going to work. And then, I don't want to skip to that part yet. Go ahead. Cause I you're going to go... cover it. Go ahead. Okay, well, because then once he swallows the uh, the other guy swallows it, he sees his eyes flicker blue. And at that point, you're fa- you failed. Because you can't fake an eye flicker. I absolutely agree. That's what I was thinking. And then, like, they come in, they're like, you, every, is all down, you've swallowed everything. And, and he's just, like, looking like, yeah, I totally did. And of course they knew. Of course they knew. Do you really think, like, this is magic stuff, this isn't cough syrup. Like, he was stupid and it bothered me. (laughs) Um, Oh, no, don't go back. Okay. Um, uh, As this fails, he hears Michael's instruction to form to another minion, to head to to Omaha and kill a her and take the spear. Uh, And he passes this information on to Sam and Dean, not telling him about the fact that he absolutely failed his initial plan. Um... Okay, that's all I have on Garth. I wanted to get Garth out of the way. Is there anything else you want to add for Garth on this? Uh, no. I mean, like you said, he had a daughter. He was stupid. Didn't. I mean, like I said, I knew he was going to die. This was in my head. This episode, Garth was dead. So there was no questions. I was like, I wonder how long it's going to take to get to his death. That was all I was waiting for. Yeah, that was my fear too. And he, um, I will say I have a question about regarding Garth and that he so this is nitpicky but I have to do it he held cough syrup in his mouth for a long time as a kid while he pretended to swallow it cough syrup tastes terrible and I can't even like smell the stuff without gagging how how can you do that Garth you are you are too strong and must be nerfed for this world it, it's not it's not okay with me uh, so moving on unless you want to talk about the cough syrup thing um, no, the Castiel and... thing was stupid. Yeah. Uh, Castiel and Jack. Uh, Jack briefly questions why Castiel's hiding his deal with the M- his deal with the empty from uh, the Winchesters, and Cass says he does that they don't need that burden, and it's not going to happen anytime soon because life is rarely happy for him. Um. So I feel like they're just setting up either the next half of the season to deal with this. On top of dealing with Michael, because we need some sort of emotional, uh, dramatic plot to deal with. We need the angst. That's what the show runs off of. Do you have any thoughts on that one? What did you think of that scene with I mean, Percy Castiel? Based, based on the show, like Castiel said, they're never happy. So, again, I don't know what we're doing. The, the, he will never have to fulfill that deal because they're never happy. Yeah, I agree. Or, like, I feel bad for Castiel, don't get me wrong, but I really don't want to go through an entire season of them trying to reverse this deal and figure out what's going on. Because I just, I am not a fan anymore of this whole 
let's have somebody die and try to prevent this death or bring them back after they've died. I'm very tired of this plot that we're having all the time. And it's very, it's very frustrating to me that they can't think of something better because in Supernatural, death is not final and it's annoying because it, it loses its, it loses its bite when you say, oh no, we'll just bring them back. Like, okay, great. You killed them. There's literally no reason for that. It's like giving them a common cold at this point. Well, I mean, this is the same thing for Marvel or any superhero movie. Like, Michelle and I just watched whatever Avengers, the end of the day, whatever before the end game. And, like, they died, and I was like, oh, okay, next. How are they going to come back to life? So. Yeah. Okay, so just in general, writers, please, let's not make death this, like, it's okay if you do it occasionally or once, but if you continue, like Supernatural has for 14 seasons, this, it loses its punch and it's not effective anymore. Is that fair to say? Or should I be nicer? I mean, do you really have to be nicer if we're being honest? No, nice is You have a great point. Like, they're constantly, like, I even said in, like, one of our podcasts, like, the next time Dean dies, Sam, like, I shouldn't be able to say that. Like... <laughs> I agree. That's I think that's why I liked that one for the quote because it said the next time Dean dies. Cuz there's going to be more and they're going to keep happening. They're going to die and they're going to come back because that's what this show does. Uh so moving on unless you have anything else you want to add. Nope. I'll take that sentence. No. Um so catch moving on to their plans. Uh catch skypes them to tell them he's located an egg that can put Michael back in the cage. And he sent it out priority mail, so it should be there the day after tomorrow. Um, unfortunately for them, Michael's plan goes into action tomorrow, and they need it now. So there's a small bit of humor where Catch complains about paying extra for it to get there, but it's not going to get there in time anyway, and they have to go break in and steal it. While also learning about this, um, this is when they uh, this is when Garth calls them about the information about the spear. So Sam and Jack plan to go get the egg, while Dean and Castiel go fetch the spear. And while Sam is going to retrieve the egg with Jack, they are caught by Michael and Michael's goons. Uh, Michael's goons capture Jack, and Michael himself destroys the egg, uh, leaving Sam alive for some reason. So, I have a feeling you have a lot of thoughts about Sam staying alive and this whole probable failure. Okay. So we know how much I care about Sam. How Sam, you know, has endeared himself to my heart. And as I was watching this, I was just like, Sam, what are we doing? Like, you're stupid. I hope you die. I hope you die in this moment. Please die. Please die. Like, and he yet again has failed. Like, he couldn't even die properly. so much in that one like brief statement there (laughs) like he failed to protect jack he failed to get the egg and keep it safe he failed to scout out his surroundings to see who was there like he failed to realize this was a trap he was a failure all around see i knew i knew when this part came up that there was going to be some fun part here i um personally didn't care much about this i was more curious about the egg and why that was suddenly thrown in only to be properly destroyed and melted um but yeah sam 
Sam was useful and did nothing and didn't save Jack and has to deal with the guilt of that again. I don't know. And didn't die. He didn't even die. Like the least that Michael could have done was kill him. That would have been, I would have loved this. This would have episode would have been a S rating if Michael had just killed him. Okay. But is that Sam's fault or is that Michael's fault? I feel like it's Sam's fault because Michael was like, you're not even worth killing. So So you're agreeing with Michael then? Yes. I agree that Sam isn't worth killing. But it annoyed me that he didn't say, well, at least I can fight like Dean. Like, because Dean would have fought. Even still. Dean would have still got up and kept fighting. And then he did the whole run and got smashed. He wasn't even injured. Let's talk about that. Okay? Let's talk about the fact that he got hit into a, a, a van twice. Or was it three times? I think it was twice, but I, I feel like there was probably, I mean, I don't know, Supernatural overdoes things, Power of Three and all, just probably that. Like, and there was no injuries. He just walked away completely. F- Do you know the level of force that you have to be hit into a vehicle to make those kind of dents? But we're just pretending that he's okay? Say, I thought that too, because there's no way. There's just no way. The, the injuries in this series, I understand that it's Supernatural and it's, you know, fantasy blah 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 suspension of disbelief every now and then but if you're going to tell me that they're going to bleed from like a punch to the jaw and then they're going to get thrown into a car multiple times and they're not going to have any visible injuries and they can just get up and walk it off as if nothing happened or internal he had no like nothing something would have broken something anything i don't know what but something would have broken he couldn't even do that right Poor Sam can't even get broken correctly. <laughs> can't get an internal injury, nothing. Like, gee, Sam. Some people would call that a superpower. Or maybe it's his de- demonic side coming out again. Oh, God, I hope not. I hope it's just poor uh, planning on their part and that he's uh, and not that. Because if that happens again, uh, just no recycling plot lines. No recycling deaths, no recycling plot lines. Please I stop. I mean, technically, Michael is a recycled plot line. I know, so. but still... <laughs> But yeah, this whole scene, like, and then poor Jack, oh, he just was brought back to life and he's like, Sam, Sam. Okay. Which do you like least here? Because is it Sam or is it Jack? Because at this point I'm tired. Oh, it's all, generally it is Sam. Okay. It's very rare that you fall below the Sam bar for me. Looking at you, Bobby. But. Really? Bobby? I thought it was Mary. See, they both fall below, but Bobby is so far below that I have to point him out specifically because he's just a jerk. He's a jerky McJerk face. Yes. Agreed. Um, also, he's brought back to life. Why doesn't Jack have his power back? Thank you. I was... He literally drank the grace of Gabriel. I have nothing. I cannot. I cannot defend them. Um, do you want to continue to bash Sam? Because I know it's your favorite pastime. I mean, I feel like, I, I mean, it's more to bash about Sam later, so okay, I'll, I'll just wait. All right, so moving over to Dean and Castiel. Uh, they head to where Kaya was referenced down in Omaha. Uh, Castiel notices Dean is oddly cheerful, and Dean is saying this is because there was finally for once a no-strings-attached way to bring somebody back. And this is Jack. And Castiel has a moment of guilt, which Dean, seem, Dean seems to notice, but otherwise doesn't mention. Uh, Dark Kaya shows up to make a deal. Uh, she agrees that she'll lend them the spear as long as they, one, bring it back, and two, help her get back to her world. And her reasoning for this is she left her world to stop getting attacked by monsters, but they're attacking her just as much here and hunting her down here. 
And unfortunately, in this world, none of her magic even works, so she can't even defend herself properly, and she wants to go back. Um, they're not sure how to, they're going to get her back, how to get the spear back to her, um, and they're not sure how they would get her back. She insists that Jack will be able to do it, to find the special boy, um, and without telling her that they don't know or that his grace is gone. Um, and she, they aren't sure how they will find her again, and because they had uh, information from Michael, which is how they hunted her down this time, uh, she says they keep finding her, so she'll, she's confident they'll be able to do it again. Okay, this is a lot in this one. Um, first, Dean and Castiel, uh, and the the no-strings-attached thing. This falls back on the, the deal with the empty, and this is going to come up. I know it's going to come up because it has to. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, because they keep saying this, but like they're never happy. They are never happy. They have like maybe a half a second of happiness, and then it's snatched away like a child with candy. So it's just, mm. I don't know how they're going to pretend. Like, are we doing a time jump? Like, what are we doing where Castiel is suddenly happy? And what is his definition of happy now? Where he would forget about the deal with the empty. Because that was one of the conditions as well. I don't know. He, because I guess he has to, because as you mentioned, he has to forget about it. And he has to be happy at the same time. And you're telling me at some point he's going to do both? Maybe one or the other I could believe, but except for Happy. Castiel's never happy. Castiel is the embodiment of angst with wings. He is, True. it's just, no. He's never happy. <laughs> I don't, let us know in the comments if you think that this is an actually achievable goal. <laughs> um, and what scenarios, be happy? like what scenarios do you think would be happiness for him? But of course we know him and Dean would be together uh, with Jack. Um, so you're telling me Sam dies and they move on and, and they have a little happy family with two daddies and and Jack is the son, probably a dog. Yeah, I'm completely fine with that. I mean... Me too, honestly, except for the fact that then Castiel would be taken away from that and the whole series would start again. Well, I mean, we've been saying... Like, I would not be surprised if we're being honest, but Dean would never be happy as long as he doesn't have Sammy, so... I mean, that's probably true. Um... Okay, and so the stuff with Dark Kaya came up, and to me it's very clear that when they bring up Dark Kaya, uh, this whole point, for me I feel like Dark Kaya's going to die, um, because stuff that happens later, and because her two main things were bring the spear back, and bring, and uh, take me back to my world, and because Jack doesn't have his grace as of right now, and there's so far, nor no idea when we, no hints of when he will get it back um i feel like that is not an achievable end of their 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 end of the bargain is not achievable and so i feel like dark kai is either going to get trapped there or she's going to die most likely the latter since you know her the this version of her already died well i don't think that's a fair assessment because Murray died bobby died um, probably a variety of other people from the other world have also died. So is it a fair assessment to say because your other self has died, you have to die as well? No, other Lucifer died and Lucifer was still here. Um, not necessarily. I guess that's true. But like at the same time, the stuff that she has to deal with, the stuff that she 
her end, like, she's fulfilled her end of the bargain by lending them her spear. They are unable to fulfill their end of it. And they knew that going in. So, I don't know, to me that's hinting that something is about to happen. Either it's going to be Jack's grace magically appears and he saves the day, which I'm going to be very angry with if that's the case. Or Dark Kai is probably going to end up dead. Well, also, I mean, the only reason they were chasing her was for the spear, so they're probably not going to be chasing her anymore. Yeah, they got if the we're being spear honest. Or they got the spear and they got what they wanted. Right, but that's all Michael wanted. Michael just wanted the spear. He didn't care about her. So why, what reason does he have to chase her anymore? This is true. I don't know. Would he want to get revenge on her for ignore, for giving it to his enemies? I don't know. Um, anything else on Dark? I mean, Dark that Kai? didn't even have a consequence. If we're being honest, that had no consequence. Because even if she did give it to the... Like, first of all, I don't know why Dean wanted the spear when she was really the only one who knew how to use it. Let's be very clear. Yeah, to it be would honest, have been... he, he spins it, I thought he looked a little silly. I was like, okay, Dean, you don't know what you're doing. Please recruit her and have her use it properly. Exactly. It would have been smarter for them to recruit her and have her come into battle with them. And honestly, I thought that's what they were going to do. I thought she is... I don't want to say she's part of the weapon, but the weapon is part of her. Like, this, that spear is an extension of her. And any good, like, martial artist that uses a weapon like that can... It, it's the same. That That is the extension of themselves. And, um... So, I don't know why she would just be like, Yes, I will take... Yes, you can have the spear. You don't know how to use the spear, but here, have a pointy stick for you. This is my spear. This is my weapon. It's my... It's imbued with my magic and my ability to use it. But here, for you, it's just a really nice pointy stick. And I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't know why no one else pointed that out. Because while I was watching the episode, I was like, "Why is no one pointing out that she would be better to use this item?" Cassiel, you're supposed to be the smart one. I don't want to jump ahead because I have a thought on that that comes up later. Um, so I will will put a pin in this one and move on to the to the next segment. Um, so, while Sam goes to rescue Jack alone, against Dean's wishes, uh, Jack has an interesting talk with Michael, and I really, really enjoyed this. Um, Michael wants Jack to stay by his side throughout the years and centuries and however long it is. Uh, he references that Jack has been alive for two years, and that he doesn't even understand time. Time is, time is foreign to him. He's had two years on this planet, and he, has, and he thinks he's seen everything, and he thinks he knows everything in a true teenager fashion. And... Uh, he hasn't been around long enough to experience it. And soon enough, his loyalty to humans and the difference between angels and monsters will fade to him as he gets older. And Jack insists that, no, Dean and Sam are totally coming for me. Everything's fine. Um, so I felt this was a very important conversation that needed to be addressed. It's weird that it's coming from Michael, and it's weird that I'm agreeing with Michael a little bit. But Jack is two. Jack has been around for two years. And this is the only time we've seen this referenced. This is the first time we have somebody say, you are a baby. And I feel like, of all people, other than Michael to say it, it should have been Castiel. What are your opinion on this? <sighs> okay. So, as far as I agree with Michael, like, agreed, I loved, first of all, let's talk about how amazing female Michael was. I had hoped that this stayed as Michael because she was epic. I really liked her. That actress nailed it. She was yes. really good. And I'm really mad that 
Michael just picked this vessel to use temporarily and just discard and chuck aside the minute Dean was available. And I was like, why? Why would you do this? This is well because that's his sword. Why would you do this? I mean, so. it's his sword. I mean, if we're being honest, it's his sword. And if I could have my sword versus some rusty dagger, or even if it's Excalibur, Excalibur is my sword. But you have a nice sword named Penny. Okay, Penny's nice. Penny's cool. Penny's not Excalibur. Okay, but why couldn't it be some random white guy? That's my main question. Well, then you would be upset because he he only picks random white guys. So mm, that might be true. But he at least he's discarding one. And if he's just <laughs> all right, I don't. This is getting into a weird area, and I'm only gonna end up talking myself into a corner. So yes, how dare you not pick white guys to be <sighs> and discard? <laughs> I mean, how dare you pick minority characters? Well, I mean, ugh, all right, fine. Um. Okay, so I mean, you could always say that's a commentary on the state of life and existence, but I don't think it's that deep if we're being honest. I feel like it's just short-sighted on their side to pick a minority character to discard and throw away so easily, and I really didn't like that. And I feel like Michael has that tendency because the first time we see him, he was also I don't remember specifically who the actor was, but he was he, Michael has a tendency to have a minority character as his vessel, as his temporary vessels. And that bothers me a little bit because we know that he wants Dean and Dean is the pristine character that he's the sword that he has to have. And it's like, maybe you're doing it for a visual reference, but at the same time, can you pick somebody else? It doesn't, I don't want you to discard women and I don't want you to discard minority women. I don't want you to throw them aside like that. It just, it bothered me a little bit. But anyway, this actress nailed it. She was really, really good. She could have stuck around because, frankly, I was more scared of her as Michael than I was as, with Dean. Agre- yes, she was great. She was amazing. I cannot complain. Um, did you want to add anything on the conversation between him and Jack? Uh, as far as the conversation between him, Michael, and Jack, I agreed. I was like, "Yeah, keep Jack as a pet. I don't need Jack." Jack, I mean, as a pet, we're... was he going for like? I don't know. I got the feeling he was going for son slash. I don't think it was son. It was like, he said, I'm your uncle. Like, like we are the only ones who can truly understand each other because we are on the same power level, which is also true. And he said, as your power comes back, you will understand that these things that you come to value now are meaningless. They are just blurred lines in the sands of time. And I was like, yes, yes, Michael. This was one of the, if not the greatest scene in this episode for me. I loved this scene because it really nails the point home. Like, we see so much about Jack being this, uh, like, we talk so much about his human form or his human half. And, and yeah, that's important, but also it is only half of who he is. And his his angelic half is, you know, equally as important to him as a whole. And... You're, you're splitting them apart when really, like, you need to combine the two. And maybe this is focusing a little too much on his angelic part, but it is saying, it's referencing the fact that, look, I recognize you are on my level. And right now, it, it's like he's friends with, like, mosquitoes to him. He's Yes, it's, right now it's meaningful, but in the end, you know, their life is just going to end. It's like, a, it, it's a candle flame. They're going to go out so fast to you, and you will have nothing then. And that's when you need me. Well, then he'll have Castiel. See, that's why I thought it was weird that Castiel never brought this up. Like, we never see this sort of stuff happening with him and Castiel. And I thought this should have been a scene 
it's excellent that Michael brings it up because it's a good way for Michael to sort of bond and almost manipulate Jack in a way. But this should have been like an angel daddy Nephilim son talk between Castiel and Jack. That really should have been something that Castiel addressed long ago. And it almost it almost bothers me that like Michael has to be the one to say it because Castiel just doesn't. I mean, it's just like some parents don't ever have the sex talk with their kids and their kids learn from having sex. Don't do that, people. Have, have the sex talk with your kids, please. I was thinking that comparison too, but I didn't want to take that step, so I'm glad you went there. Th- leave it to me to take the steps you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's basically what this was. He was like, you're going to outlive them. That's the reality of our situation. And not only that, like, Michael is the only one who is equal in power to him. Even Castiel is beneath him in power. It's true. And So, I mean, it's nothing. Like, Castiel, while he will live as long as him, he will never understand Jack. Not truly. I agree. And I think to an extent that's why, like, I would have still liked at least the immortality, I guess, to be addressed. I don't know if it's immortality specifically for Jack, but... I would have at least liked Castiel to have addressed that at some point and be like, yes, you know, we understand, like, I love humans as well. I'm I'm obviously in love with Dean. And um, I would have liked him to, uh, I would have liked Castiel to be the one involved in that, at least in some way, and be like, yes, humans are, they're entertaining, they're fun. It's like, you know, it's like having a dog. You love having dogs. You love having cats. It's like having a little pet. But at the same time, you have to recognize that your lifespan is way longer than theirs. And I guess I would have liked it to come from Castiel because he will see them as having a house cat and being like, yes, this is a great house cat to have. He is wonderful. He's a good boy. Give him treats. Tell him he's cute. Pet him. And coming from Michael, it's like, that's a fly on the wall. You're not going to care in a week. And I, I feel like it would have been better coming from Cass. I mean, sure, it would have felt better emotionally, but I think it's more impactful coming from Michael. I agree with that too. I really liked this scene. There was so much for it. Okay. Do you want to continue on this one or do you want to move on? Because I could go for like a week on this. It's your podcast, fam. I'm just along for the ride. Okay, fine. Um, so let's see. Uh, Sam manages to sneak uh, Jack out with Garth hel- with Garth's help um, as they're leaving. Uh, and they kill the two other goons in the process. As they're leaving, uh, Garth attacks him. Uh, he complains that Michael is in his head and forcing him to do it and forcing him to turn and become a werewolf and attack him. Um, and Sam overpowers him and chokes him and stuffs him in the trunk. All right. So, is Garth dead? Because I didn't gather that he was dead here. No, but he will be. Also, let's have a conversation about how easy it was to break into this building. So, obviously, that was a trap. Yeah, thank you. This whole thing seems very easy. And the whole point is, like... Um. Uh, they they mentioned something very early in the episode that I didn't me- that I didn't say was um. What was it? Um. Oh yeah, they say something about oh yeah, all his army is here. What army? We haven't seen them yet. There's nothing here, and to me that just screamed. Oh, he's luring you. Do you, do you guys not see this? And I feel like this. I don't want to get on it too much because there was something that Michael says later that is like yes, definitely you were walking into a trap. But, uh, well, I thought he thing. said that when he was talking to Jack. 
Well, he does, but there was a... There was a point where early, very early in the episode, Garth says something to Sam and Dean about... Uh, he's waiting with his army. This is where his plan is going to take place. And they're like, we haven't seen his army. There's nothing here. And, um, God. I mean, when he's talking to Jack and telling him about how insignificant, he says, why um, kill all these people when I can just turn them and they can be part of my army? No, I understand. I just meant that it seemed to me that Sam and Dean are not on this page of understanding that this is probably a trap when... Like they're not they're not privy to that information yet. They're just seeing that Garth is Garth tells them about an army, and they're like, "We don't see it yet." Well, no, I just wanted to mention that because I didn't think you did. Oh, okay, um, <laughs> that's fair. Um, um so also, um, I I hated how they were like, "Why didn't Garth tell us that he had to actually drink it?" Yeah, I felt like I don't know. This show like, runs on miscommunication a lot of the time, and that's frustrating. Right. No, it makes sense that he would have to drink it. You have seen these things. Do you really think that Michael would let one get out without actually having the influence? And, like, do you think he really wouldn't notice? I I know we've been through that, but really, do you think he wouldn't notice it? Because it's Michael. It's not Garth's mom. And I'm sure Garth's mom is intimidating in her own right. But do you really, really think Michael the Archangel that destroyed an alternate universe and brought it and almost brought it to its knees uh would be so easily fooled i mean at this point i was just kind of hoping they said hey chuck a little help here and chuck came down and ended it all like i was really like for some reason part of me really wanted chuck to come throughout this episode i do too and i don't know i hope he'll come back i really like chuck okay he's a great character um hashtag where's chuck (laughs) The search for God begins anew. Um, on that note. That's the quote. Just, just that is the quote. And we're also probably doing a t-shirt with that on there sometime in the future. Let us know if you want that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I had a thought before you said that. Um, oh, uh, so with Michael gone in this, and is now having a new playground to absolutely destroy and kick all the Legos over. Um, what's... Any like what's going on in the other universe? Um, what's going on in the cage? Because even Jack's like my uncle's in the cage. Why didn't we bring him? This would have been a perfect time. This would have been a great time to bring your Michael and that Michael. Like everyone knows where he is. No one's just getting him. And Lucifer has been in and out of the cage constantly. So I don't understand why he's just like you know what. Here I am with my Sudoku puzzle, relaxing. They'll come get me when they need me. Like, what? I don't, I I have no idea. And I kind of actually want to see a, um, I kind of want to see a, a Michael versus Michael fight. Like, would this version's Michael come up and say, you know what? No, this is my earth to destroy. You go back to your Sandy hell pit. I don't, like, this is mine. If I'm going to break, if I'm going to kick down the sandcastle, if anyone's going to kick down the sandcastle, it's going to be me. And I kind of want to see if that's how that would work out. What would happen? Would they? But also, like, there's the scary possibility they could team up. Well, no, because right. But also, it's very weird to me because even if they did battle it out, 
our Michael is soft. Our Michael has literally just been chilling in the cage since he got put there. This Michael has been in war. So I don't think our Michael would win if we're being honest. I agree with that. I also wonder if, um, what's going on in that cage? Like, I know you mentioned he's just chilling in there, but at this point he's the only one in there. He can't be fighting Lucifer all the time anymore. Lucifer got out. Can't you just, you know, wiggle out the same Lucifer hole? is constantly getting out. Let's be very clear. Lucifer, this is like an inmate who goes in and out of jail versus an inmate who's in there for murder. Okay? Like, Lucifer is in there for petty crime. Like, maybe taking a wallet or something. Like, Michael's been in there like, yeah, I'll just do my time. This is what dad wants. Lucifer's like, no, screw this. I'm going out. Ugh, they got me again. Screw this. I'm going out. Like... <laughs> I don't understand. I I guess it is more to do with the fact that Lucifer's personality-wise kind of fits that, but at the same time, like, Michael really wanted to fight him. Do you really expect me to believe he'd be like, oh, finally, the jerk is gone. I can have some peace and quiet in the hell cage. Do you really think that's what he's thinking in there? With the one stepbrother Winchester who's also trapped in there with him? That they don't acknowledge, apparently, because he is literally their brother. And they're like, yeah, Cass is our third brother. You have a third you brother. Have a third brother. <laughs> biologically related to you. <laughs> and don't lie to me, Dean. Cassiel is your lover. Uh, uh. Okay. Moving on. Uh, speaking of Dean and Cassiel, good segue. Um, Dean and Cassiel arrive, and they plan their final assault on Michael's penthouse. Um... Castiel explains that Michael will sense him, and they're aware, and they kind of use him as a distraction. Castiel goes in, gets the absolute crap beat out of him, uh, while the others show up to back him up. Uh, Dean corners Michael with the spear, and Jack shouts to kill him, which I found an interesting detail. Uh, Dean freezes, his vision blurring, as Michael takes control of his body again. Uh, Michael then breaks the spear in half, uh, says that he let Dean go because he was fighting and resisting him. And now that he has him again, Dean is gone. And why did you think he let him go so easily? Um, as the episode ends, he snaps his fingers, putting his plan into motion, sending control, uh, exerting his control over all the uh, changed vampires and werewolves out there. Um, so this was awesome. Okay. Uh, no, uh, how convenient? Because we've been saying this the whole season. Like, the whole season. Ellie and I was like, yeah, Michael's still in there. Michael still has control. Like... I agree, so, and I think the minute they said, why didn't you think to suspect it? Why didn't you think it was weird? I was like, duh, we did. Everybody else thought we're, we're morons. I don't know why they didn't think so. <laughs> uh, also, I was living for the whole, I've crushed Jane's spirit. He's complete. I was living! I was living! Okay. So... I'm here. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a thing. Everything's going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. And I finally get evil Michael, like, which I've been begging for the entire season. Instead of like, crappy, I'm fighting you, Michael. Like, if you're going to go evil, you go full blown evil. Do not take that out of context. Well, now I have to make that the quote now that you've said that. <laughs> um,. Oh, I loved this. Well, okay, like, I'll say I hated this, but I loved it. Because I hated that they're the one that's like, yes, let's give Dean the spear. Dean, the one who is obviously his vessel. The one who Michael wants. Yeah, let's just throw him in front of Michael. Like, hey, look, dog, chase the ball. It, it's, it was such a bad idea to give Dean that spear. 
And this is where, the, coming back to the whole point about why didn't they bring Darkaya up? Because she should have been the one to spear him. It, it would have been done. Let's be perfectly honest. If they had brought Darkaya to do Dean's job, it would be over. Michael would be dead by now. It's also weird that no one was like, hey, why are we letting the guy who is determined to kill Michael be the one to kill? Like, everyone was in the same floor. Dean was maybe, what, a foot ahead of them? Literally anyone could have gotten up and stabbed Michael. I just, I really don't understand why it had to be Dean. I get that he's, the, like, there's something poetic about him confronting Michael as the vessel to, to kill the angel that was possessing him, blah, blah, blah. But it would have been, it. everybody was just, uh, the dunce camps go out to Dean and Sam and Castiel and, and a little bit of Jack in this episode just because, why didn't you bring well, Dark I mean, to do this? Jack is two, so you Jack can't, is really, Jack is two and was kidnapped. Toddlers <laughs> are dumb, okay, he doesn't deserve the dunce cap, that's fine. But... I can't fault the toddler. Um, but still, Dean and, and Dean and Sam and Castiel, they're all just, no. What is wrong with you idiots? Like, you first of all, you, you assume that Dean was perfectly free from day one, and then you throw in, um, and then you say, oh, no, we don't need Darkaya to stab Michael. No, it's fine. It's not like her spear is from another world that she's also part of and probably only responds to her. Just... There was so there's so little foresight in these characters, especially in this season, that I almost feel like we're going backwards. And maybe their time in the bunker has softened them or something. Also, why were there no other people? Like, did they explain that in this episode? Because that was a major point in another episode that no one was in the bunker. I don't know. There's There's no one in this bunker. There's no one helping them. I don't understand why they didn't just bring a ton of hunters to do this they have to like they were all part i mean of he it. mentioned they were calling other hunters but i don't know if they like he has a whole other world of hunters and half i of don't them know why they all of them have dealt with michael already they would have known uh, right they are experts in angel dealing so i don't i don't know this was like michael taking over was excellent that was very well done good transition on dean's part that was really cool but the entire point leading up to it was just you guys failed common sense massively for the last nine episodes. Congratulations. <sighs> All right. Are you ready for questions and, and thoughts and notes on this? I've kind of covered some. Yep. But... Yep, let's go. Okay, so what do you think of the, the Christmas music in this? Especially, like, there were two major scenes. Or the, the first scene where we have the, the dichotomy between... Um, uh, the the happy bouncy Christmas Carol and the uh, brutal disgusting murder going on in the background, and then as they're heading up to uh, confront Michael, there's another bout of Christmas music that shows up. And what did you think of those? There was Christmas music. <laughs> like <laughs> I I had no idea. If we're being, I was like, what? Oh. I, got, I mean, if Adelaide had to mention it, I guess it had to be Christmas music. But no, I, I didn't catch the music. I, like, my whole thought while you were talking about Christmas music was like, where was that Christmas music? And then you go on to details of Christmas music. And I'm like, really? 
can't believe I didn't catch that because the very first scene is Christmas music. And I'm like, oh, so this is supposed to be, this is what we're doing now. And like they pan over to the blood and the gross squelching that was going on behind it. I think that's why, because I heard the Christmas music with that. And I was like, wow, good dichotomy there. Um, and that I was okay with. Like that didn't bother me. Um, but the last one, when they were like ascending to the tower, they've got, um, I don't remember what specific song it was, but they have another like very stereotypical Christmas song playing and that one just felt so out of place for me like I can appreciate the first one like the use of that um those contrasting scenes the 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 uh, peaceful Christmas song versus the the murder that's going on in the background I can appreciate that that dichotomy going on but the other one was like it just felt weird like it was just thrown in there to be like oh yeah by the way Christmas time I mean, but wouldn't this be Christmas time for them if we're being honest? Like, I guess. Is, I, mean, I don't know. Every Christmas they're dealing with some monster, some something that's trying to kill them. Like, have they had a holiday without a monster? No, and I just felt like normally they at least address at that point that it is Christmas or something. They have that little shout out. This one was just the only way they did it. The only way it was done was to give us music every now and then. And that's where it felt weird. Again, I missed it completely. So maybe that's why I don't have as big of an investment in this. All right. Well, I mean, that's fair. Um, I think I would have missed it had it not been for how out of place the second one was. Um, okay, I think I covered, let's see, the cough syrup thing and then Dark Kaya. Oh, yes, they're... Uh, I kind of covered that, where um, Michael broke the spear. So obviously, both ends uh, on their bargain there. The two things they had to fulfill for their end of the bargain, they cannot do. Her spear is gone, and Jack has no grace to bring to take her back to the other world. So, uh, what's Dark Kaya's fate going to be? Um, she'll join the bunker and be a ragtag part of the team. You know, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past them, honestly. <laughs> I mean, we've constantly been saying, why hasn't she joined the bunker? So I, I would not be surprised if after they've destroyed everything, she goes with Jody and the other girl, like tries to kill her constantly. That would be an awesome spinoff, if we're being honest. The other girl constantly trying to kill her as she's trying to save the world. See, that's the spinoff we need, not Wayward Sisters, how that was going to turn out. This is the one we need. Some weird sitcom where she's trying to murder her. As she's trying to save the world the entire time. That's all that's going to happen. Yeah, well, that's it. I don't care. Otherwise, so. Okay, and then I think that's my final question because I just said something about how everybody deserves dunce caps this episode because they're all idiots. Um, so, final part would be the trivia, which is uh, for the 300th episode, John Winchester's coming back. Do you care? Or am I... Or are you as annoyed as I am? Okay, so... On the official Overpower Entertainment Twitter, Real OP Tweets, shameless self-promotion, that has been going wild compared to our other tweets. Like, people are living for it, at least. All right. So, So I can't can't say that I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Never mind, it's fantastic. Yay, John Winchester's back. Don't rewind. (laughs) People are really excited. I mean, okay. So, personally... I want to see how they bring him back. Are they going to go full Mary? And then it'll be the awkward Bobby. You're banging Bobby? Like, 
or is it going to be like a flashback? Is it like, because depending on how they do it, that will determine how much I care. If it's not a full blown, he is full Mary Winchester, then I am like, okay, what are we doing? I don't care. If it, even if it's just for a day, even if it's a day where he's like, how dare you bang Bobby? Which if, if he is understanding and caring, is like, I love you, my wife, blah, 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 blah. I've had other people when you're deaf, blah, 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 blah. I will be livid because that is not the John Winchester we know. Obviously. The John Winchester we know would beat Bobby to a pulp and say, how dare you? Well, and like, John Winchester also had, like, I don't think he's got a leg to stand on if he does that because he's got another son somewhere that he didn't tell her about. So she was dead. It doesn't count. Well, he's dead. It doesn't count. I'll defend. He's like barely... I don't like the pairing, but I will defend them. I don't know. No, no, I don't like the pairing. I will not defend. You just don't like. Well, to be fair, I don't like either of them either, but I will defend them for some weird reason. I don't know why I'm defending them. Why am I defending them? All right. Adelaide secretly likes this pairing, no. guys. That's all no. I'm hearing. Tweet no. her. Tweet her pictures of this pairing. Oh, please don't. That'll be terrifying. Um, all right. Do you have anything else you want to add to the wonderful return of John Winchester? I'll take the silence as a no. Um, and any final thoughts? Equal a no? Okay. Uh, so that's all for this episode of Overpowered... For this overpowered podcast, Geeks of the Machine Edition. I was your host, Adelaide, with your co-host, Jasmine. You can find us at Real OP Tweets, Jasmine at OP Addy, me at OP underscore Addy, A-D-D-I-E. That will be linked below. Uh, you can follow the website at overpoweredentertainment.com. You can find us on Instagram at, is it Real OP Graham? Yes, it is. And you also said you could find me at OP Addy, not OP Jasmine. Did I really? Oh. Okay, fine. You can find Jasmine at OP Jasmine. Or Addie, you, you know, know, whatever. Apparently she's Addie now. Um, and follow us on Facebook. We have a Discord server where you can uh, interact with us and talk with us directly. Tell us, give us suggestions on shows we haven't covered. Um, and everything else, that and everything else will be linked below. So thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.